The following content will contain a four-hour cut featuring never-before-seen instances of Oz saying the word dick and 20% more nigga. Start the show. Snyder cut. I'm here for it, and it'll, it'll probably be it'll probably be better than the original cut, but people still won't give a fuck regardless. I was gonna say we're gonna be <laughs> twice as drunk. <laughs> Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions. While black, your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I'm your boy Oz, and I hope to never have a night of regret quite on the caliber of what Paul Pierce experienced <laughs> the other day. <laughs> My goodness! Oh man! For those of you who not who who are not caught up on uh, sports fuckery, <laughs> Paul Pierce this weekend had the night of his life. Maybe the last night of his <laughs> life. <laughs> he looked whatever whatever drugs are available. Where is he? Where where is he these days? In L.A. Somewhere. He's in, he's in L.A. He's from L.A. He's from L.A. Back in L.A. Whatever now he's retired. Whatever drugs. And or liquor is available in Los Angeles. Paul Pierce looks like he was offered and accepted all of them <laughs> simultaneously <laughs> at somebody's house party. And by house party, I mean it's, it looked like three or four niggas over there, and like and and like two strippers. Yeah. So someone had sex that night. The strippers were getting at work, and and and, and Paul was publicly inviting another woman to attend as well. <laughs> And told her to come earn some money. He did the Idris Elba face palm. <laughs> he had the Idris Elba "What am I doing?" face palm. I love that. And oh, all the yeah. all the replies were, "Where is your wife?" <laughs> <laughs> I love the one that was like, "Where is Rachel Nichols?" Yeah, <laughs> real talk. It's a good question. Um, I wanted that quite often myself, actually. I mean, she could she could have made some money. Nope. Let me not. Let me nope, not. Nope. 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 Nope, because I, I was about to go down. I was nope. about to go down that rabbit hole right with you and be nope. like, I mean, Stop Taylor it. Rooks is in L.A. <laughs> mm. no, Shout out to Taylor Rooks. She don't play that shit at all. I I have to say, I love her for that. I mean, she gets because she was in that bubble though. Look, and and she's the only. She's one of the only personalities where I know I trust beyond a shadow of a doubt. That no matter what dick was thrown at her, she dodged that shit like the Matrix. Taylor Rooks, it, Taylor Rooks said, "Fuck y'all, I am going to be a fucking professional." She's like, here. "I'm on the come up right now. <laughs> Can't drop my stock like that." Don't mess your life up with a quarantine dick. It's, oh man, it's not gonna be there when the world opens up, y'all. It, it's not. It's not. Some of y'all are making those decisions right now. Yeah. Some of y'all have been making those decisions all year. Yeah. I see. So, there's a lot of pregnancies popping up. Uh. Yeah. Uh, let me let me stop there because I was. You were conceived during a very odd time. I'm gonna say Somebody. Some of y'all look like y'all were conceived out of desperation. Oh. oh, oh, oh because there were no other options at the time. Oh man. Oh, it is. On that note, it is episode. Send your, send your comments to. <laughs> Black at gmail.com. It is episode 132. Yes, it is. Um, how was your week, D. Randall? 
Uh, too short. Very, oh, man. very short. But well, not too short. I mean, it was a decent week. I mean, it, it is what it is, man. You know, I know uh, how that is. You know, it's it's it was Easter week, Easter weekend, so nobody was doing shit. The good weeks fly by fast. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, because everybody's just, especially when Easter weekend is upon you, because everybody's yeah. just kind of holding their breath. Yeah, um, a lot of y'all. I know a lot of y'all are going to miss wearing those pastel suits this year. <laughs> that's, that's a hard thing for y'all to, to reckon with. And actually, true story, my the, the neighbors directly behind my house here decided to hold church in their backyard at 745 this morning. Oh, man, they had a uh, sunrise service. Very loudly. Oh, boy. And there were just three of them back there. That is some, boy, that, we will find, a, we will find a way to praise him. Man, and I, you know, I was, I... I was mad, but I wasn't mad. <laughs> that's one of those things where you kind of can't be mad. It's like that's the that's the Apollo rules, man. You can't you can't boo them when they're singing you gospel. Boo when they're singing gospel. So it's just you can't like, boo the kids and you can't boo the gospel people. Yeah. So I was just like, damn, they got me on this one, man. I'll get y'all next time. Nothing really new to report on my end. Um, it was kind of it was, it was just one of those weeks. I just kind of had my head down um, doing black nerd problem stuff. Um, oh, article. There's an article uh, by me about representation. Uh, most of them are about representation. <laughs> it's Avail- called Black Nerd Problems. <laughs> yes. What would you be talking about? <laughs> Available on blacknerdproblems.com. Uh, y'all know how it goes. Um, I, one, one, thing, one thing I did want to note. While I was getting ready uh, to come here, uh, I was watching the photograph for the millionth time. Uh, you know, it, it, at this point, it's a it's a movie that I love, but it's also something you can just have on while you're doing other things, while you're getting ready. Mm-hmm. It has not escaped my notice that even though that nigga was upset that old girl went to went to New York without him, it has not escaped my notice that he was so mad he dead ass married the chick that he told her not to worry about. I, I, I mean, you remember when she was like, "You can stay, you can stay here with Ashley so and so." It's like I, I don't want her. I mean, did, did, married did, her and knocked her up in the in the span of three months. So they they were broken up, huh? They were broken up. So in other words, she just put an idea in his head. <laughs> <laughs> if he wasn't thinking about it then, he was like, "You know what? Well, now she, now she mentioned she do got a fat ass. Thank you." <laughs> Thank you. You were so considerate on the way out. Oh man, that is. Let me tell you something. I I consider myself to be a scholar of toxic relationships. Not and not just because the majority of relationships I have been in have been toxic. Um, we need to unpack that someday. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> I mean, we can. This is gonna be a whole different show. That's the problem. Black people don't like therapy. <laughs> Also, I'm not a therapist, <laughs> but I do have alcohol. Um, well, you got that much up on Kevin Samuels. <laughs> also, you have a better hairline. His hair, his hairline, I repeat, looks exactly like the curvature, that little stitch in the tennis ball. That is exactly <laughs> Kevin Samuels' hairline. Nobody with a hairline like that who looks like they weigh a buck fifty soaking wet is ever going to talk to me crazy. Mm-hmm. Somebody tried to tell me talking about, oh, he's a kappa and he knows and he and he knows martial arts. 
Um, those two things do not go together. Not only do those two things not go together, those things are irrelevant in a real fight. Right. Let me tell you something. You know all the martial arts you want. You cannot train your chin. <laughs> you cannot train your jaw harder. No. Somebody get a piece of that jaw, it's a wrap. Ask Francis Ngannou if he gave a fuck about Stipe Miocic's jaw. But yeah, I just want—I I just wanted to point that out that as a toxic, that as a professor of toxic relationships, the worst thing that we do to each other is fuck the is fuck the is fuck the person because men and women do this too is fuck the person that you told your girl not to worry about. It's because because it's just spite. That's all it is. It, it, well, it's like forty percent spite. It's sixty percent. Well, she do got a fat ass. Because I definitely did this. Not only not only was it the chick that the chick I was talking to told me that I told her not to worry about. It's the chick that the that the chick that I had dated before her that I told her not to worry about. Damn, so she was on layaway. Man, look. And when you're in love and when you're in that real relationship, you're not really worried about it. You're not you're not worried about it. So, this is back in my poetry days. There was a slam competition. Oh, poets are some hoes, too. <laughs> poets. No, no, no. Poets are the hoes. Yeah. They're the exact ones that your nigga is worried about. Y'all, y'all worse than rappers. Man. Only difference is y'all ain't got rhythm. Yep. <laughs> So it was a slam competition, um, in like I think we I think this was in Brian maybe, and sure enough, I had I you know whatever me and this other chick had been through we we were done, and I saw her there, and the chick that she told that I told her not to worry about was also there and had texted me it was like oh you're in town you're in town for the weekend yeah. Um, all the poets were staying at this one hole in the wall hotel. Damn. And I had just come from getting lunch across the street and she said, Well, I was gonna stop by. I'm making the rounds and saying and saying hi to everybody. That's one thing. Poet the right poet the right slam competition is like a family reunion. And she's like, So I you know, I was gonna make the rounds and she come through. <sighs> I had clearly been drinking to pregame before the event. Blame it on the alcohol. I, I mean, I can I you can I can blame it like twenty percent on the alcohol. And it sure enough happened. And I'm sure, and, and I'm pretty sure it's gotten back to the girl I used to talk to. And she can't be that bad about it because she fucked my homeboy. That she also told me not to worry about. <laughs> Ain't none of y'all shit. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, man, poets. Y'all suppose poets are the man. I I got stories, and they're not, and not about me. I got stories. Not about um, me, he says. And, <laughs> yeah, and I'm not starting Shut there. Up. We're gonna start with love. Okay, uh, we're gonna start giving out flowers. <laughs> um, That's how it starts. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, flowers, flowers go to Barry from uh, Podcast and Color. Any black podcaster, any podcaster um, that is that is looking for networking opportunities, y'all know me. Y'all know I hate, hate networking. 
That's why I got. I read a meme that was like, "2021 is gonna be the year of networking and getting this money." And I was like, "Fuck!" But if y'all weren't doing it in 2020, y'all not doing it this year. Y'all not doing it in 2021. Herd immunity, my ass. Uh, Having said that, podcast in color is a wonderful thing that uh, Barry does. um, That is part networking, part education. and just part supplement. Any black podcaster needs to be following Podcast and Color on Twitter and Instagram. I have never seen someone who gives out so much advice and so many, and gives away so many good resources for free. Um, and she keeps she keeps adding she keeps highlighting that she's doing this for free. That when something's for free, because it may not always be. Free. Oh, it won't be. Um, I think she got a job lined up. Um, but like, for example, the Instagram, uh, her stories definitely give up a lot of podcast news, things that you probably need to know about the mainstream people, about people who are getting these Spotify and whatever else deals. Um, uh, she also gives up a lot of job opportunities. She lets you know that if you are, if you are, uh, classically trained in these things, um, companies that are delving further into podcasting and they have more money to give to podcasting that are looking for uh knowledgeable producers and experienced producers oh. um so that's a way to break into the business nice. that's another way for us to get into the business um most importantly her her website is now up and active and it is like a directory for just all black or of color excuse me podcast it i have looked at it today it is extensive dope it is extensive whatever type of podcast subject material that you're looking for if you were like man we don't have enough black true crime podcasts go to podcastandcolor.com and i assure you you will find something worth your time there is no i can't think of anybody else in the podcasting game that is doing more for podcast uh for for podcasters trying to get into the business and trying to be successful in podcasting if one of these if one of these minor league podcasts like ourselves uh ends up getting the bag off of podcasting it will probably be because of Barry there there's just not enough good things i can say about this nice lady um who does not know me <laughs> but I'm I'm the one on social media who's always keeping up with the people that deserve to be kept up with, and she deserves flowers and then some. I like this. I I, I like the categories here because you've got uh, art, beauty, books, academia, comedy, entrepreneur, business, aka LLC, Twitter, spirituality, fashion, finance, food for the culture, drinks, food, health, wellness, give heed to women, law. She to put one on there called Ooh. toxic. Movies, marketing, personal development, of course, sex and relationships. Yeah, talk is, te- technology design. It's easy to navigate. All of yeah. this is big and big and colorful. There's no reason, you, and she's got ways for you to donate to her because uh, these th- things like this only stay alive through savvy, involved audiences. Yeah, this is nice. I like this. Yeah, this is this is really good. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, that full directory is extensive. 
So what are we? I got. I think I need to register us. I think I've tried this before, mm. and I think I need to. Re- yeah. Oh, yeah. It has a place for you to register. Oh, okay. So anyone. So so if you have a podcast out there and you are uh, and you are in color. Yeah, you can re- you can register. Oh, that's dope. Okay. Huh. I wonder what category we would fall under. Real nigga shit. <laughs> Create the category. You know what I'm saying? Either I'm, either that or toxic. That's that's pretty much all we get. Yeah, that could be. Um. Uh. Having said that, uh. So yeah, salute to her. Um. Humans ain't shit. Mm. This week, and we were, and we're gonna revisit this topic a little later in the podcast as well. Um. As the as the, the, the world turns, as the drama between Sweetie and Quavo unfold, um, a, a video came to light. I don't know if they said this was in their apartment or if this was in their place or whatever, but um, there's a video of Sweetie and the second most popular Migo um, having a little tussle in the elevator or outside of the elevator. And basically if if, just by my interpretation it does look like a bit of a tussle over what i'm gonna say is like a call of duty ammo box i don't know what the fuck that box was uh quavo kind of swung sweetie down on the floor in them trying to fight for whatever this was and i guess my thing is and i'm not really commenting too hard on the video but my interpretation was that whether by accident or not, he knocked that girl down and left her there on the floor for people to see. If we tussle and I knock you down, I'm going to restrain you. But if I knock you down on the floor, I'm not going to sit there and look at you on the floor. That's crazy. I mean, that just that just looks bad to begin with. Um, all this looks terrible this looks really bad because it looks like he was trying to get something out of her hand and then he just kind of very calmly like all right you you down there cool let me hit this button which floor are we going to again oh yeah you yeah you oh you still down there cool oh you milking it bet let me let me fix my man purse and you all right so you just gonna chill there bet I guess he couldn't bend down. I guess he couldn't bend down and get her because his pants was too tight. Also true. But I like how you look up at the camera. You sure did. He knew he fucked up. And whoever was sitting there at the door waiting to go down was just like, I will catch the next one. I'm good. Look like y'all got a lot. I will catch the next one. Having said all this, I always say, I'm not too invested in the situation, but I am invested in the discourse among black people that came from this. And what came of this is the annual argument between niggas and the fuck niggas about when it's okay to beat a woman's ass. The correct answer is never. Never. The correct answer is never. And if you are in a tussle with a woman, and this is somebody who my first ever fight in life, ever. No, not my first fight in life. That's not true. My first fight in middle school was me getting my ass beat by a woman. Oh, yeah, we did talk about we that. We did talk about that. It's true. I'll admit it. Um, speaking from that perspective, and the thing I hate about the discourse is people don't realize that there are speeds between zero and 100. 
You don't have to allow yourself to get your ass beat. You also, if a if a woman gets out gets out of pocket with you, you also don't have to put the full force of your hand into final form mode. You don't have to Ray Rice the situation. You do not have to give this girl the Kamehameha wave. Ain't no, ain't no cause for that. I have restrained a woman before. Yeah. I'm still here. That's literally the only move I have. That's my move. <laughs> I have restrained well, I'm a woman. I'm sorry. I have deflect and I have restrained. See, you can tell the niggas that do boxing training, but they don't do, <laughs> but they don't, they don't, they don't do the, they don't do the dodge. Yeah. They do the shadow boxing, but they don't never, they don't never do defense. They're they, all offense. They never do the swim move. You got to, you got to do the swim move. You got to do the swim move. You got to do the sidestep. You got, you just got to, you just got to practice the calm down, calm down. That's I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go. Just, hey, just when I let you go, please don't hit me. That's some niggas in Tekken that all they do is button mash. They don't yeah. ever sidestep or Mm-mm. block. Yeah. <laughs> they, just, they just get Eddie Gordo and go for what they know. Just chill. I'm not hitting you. I'm not hitting you. Just Bruh. come on. Come on. Just Now, if I let you go, you going to hit me? You going to hit me? You calm? Yeah, okay. I'm calm. I'm calm. All right. Okay. All right. Cool. We good. Nobody said if a woman swing at you, you can't grab her arm and say, chill. Please chill. You can restrain them. There are there are speeds between zero and hundred, and just be, and just because you feel that in self defense you can go for a woman's jaw doesn't mean you should. There are I just I don't understand that all we are anymore is extremes. And again, I am not talking specifically about Quavo and Sweetie. I am talking about the responses that people have to this and the discourse because at the end of the day. Sweetie and Quavo gonna be all right. Yeah. They toxic niggas in a toxic relationship, or not in a toxic relationship anymore. And this is what they do. I'm talking about what you say on social media, even though maybe you don't do that, maybe you haven't done these things, or maybe maybe you have a girl at home and you don't have to go through these things. The way you respond to shit that happens like this. There is somebody, a friend, anybody mm-hmm. on social media who is observing your responses yep. and questioning whether or not they feel safe with you. Yep. Which is entirely reasonable, entirely they right, because there are a lot of people who work under the belief that how you do anything is how you do everything. And if this isn't a deal breaker for you, for you I can see where in this day and age where women get fucked up over nothing. Yep. People might reevaluate themselves and their relationship with you. Now, there is the school of thought that says, oh, well, maybe, maybe we should just promote don't hit anybody. Women should keep their hands to themselves, which is not invalid. Maybe everyone should keep their hands. I, I was going to say, ideally, if you know, if two adults are having a disagreement, ideally, it does not need to result in anything physical. To me, you know, the, the physicality is is a result of them not having the capacity to talk things to talk things out intelligently. See, I don't even go that far. I don't even entertain. See, I'm getting to the point where I'm so jaded. 
I've stopped entertaining the keep your the keep your hands to yourself argument because niggas bring up the keep your hands to yourself argument even when a woman did not throw hands. Yeah. Ray Rice put the E Honda the E Honda hundred hand slap on a woman in an elevator. And dragged on, and on dragged camera. her lifeless body out. And dragged her limp body out of the elevator for people to see. Now, I will say, he has one thing over Quavo. He was a gentleman in that he went and got the purse. He went he went That's and got true. Well, he collected the evidence. Oh shit. There's a slight difference. It's <laughs> a little different. Slight little different. Quavo, on the other hand, was gentleman enough to hold the elevator open while she gathered herself up and limped out of the elevator shoeless. Man, he he watched her. He looked at her. You gonna get up? You gonna get up? You just gonna sit there? Man, I, boy, I tell you, these Migos, boy, I, anyway, all I'm saying is be mindful of your responses, not just because the internet is not written in pencil, but because your friends, people you care about, people that you would hope would feel safe around you are observing these things. Yeah. And I think they deserve a little bit of your respect in that regard True. and they need to feel like and especially black women you know I'm, i you know and i and a lot of niggas gonna call me simp and whatever they do it all they do it every year <laughs> man i don't give a fuck I, you, you know, because at the end of the day i operate under what i call the malcolm the malcolm x method in that black women are the least protected in our social food chain and they are the most susceptible in our social food chain and they and we need to be protecting them because they determine the health of women determine determine the health of any community mm -hmm. period mm -hmm. there are a lot of there are a lot of social uh there are a lot of people there are a lot of philosophers that will tell you if you want to determine the health of any community in any society look at the health and well-being of the women yep and that's it. That's really all that needs to be said. Oh. Before you go into the next segment. Okay. We didn't discuss this before. I took a peek at 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> and I, I know I know Jess is going to get on me about this. <laughs> Why do y'all Is she a 90 Day Fiance person? Absolutely. Oh, yes. Yeah, she's in the 98 Fiance support group or whatever y'all call those things. What up, Jess? Nah, let's not do that. <laughs> Why do y'all watch this show? I, I, I feel like this show is a front. It has to be a front for mail order brides. <laughs> right? Like, they're all Ukrainian or Tunisian. <laughs> they're, they're, they all go to these to these folks who just like, Especially the guys. The guys are just like, they wouldn't get anyone anywhere else out in the real world. <laughs> and it's just like, these, these. You should see the nigga with the straight backs who had the chick that was just, that would just text him constantly, send me money. Why haven't you sent me money? Sad face emoji, sad face emoji. I'm just like, <laughs> these are just like the, the, the black dude with the Filipino wife. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, see, I, I I watched the I watched the pilot, then I just skipped ahead to the last episode. <laughs> 
because that's I, about right. Because I felt like the journey in between doesn't really matter at this point. <laughs> you know, a lot of dudes. You know, well, some of them, and, that, and that's the problem. You have to balance it. Some of them have the happily ever after, and some of them really do work out. And, and and but we're just we're just that's just filler until we get to the ones we want to see, which is the toxic ones. Yeah, like the the ones who who decide not to get married three days before the the visa expires. Oh man, you know I'm like, really? You haven't seen Colton Larissa? Like, were they all ordered through Wayfair or something? <laughs> oh shit! Like, y'all. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the dude who lives with his parents is probably still going to live with his parents after they're married. 100%. Like, yes. come on, man. I mean, oh, oh yeah. 90 Day Fiance is a trip. George Michael Bluth. <laughs> <laughs> and his parents, you know. Oh, man, not Michael Sarah, bro. I mean, his, his, his fiance wife thing talks big shit to him. Oh. And the language barrier just makes it a lot funnier because it just makes her, like, everything just sounds like she don't give a fuck. The language barrier is what makes it so funny. I remember the episode. It was a dude. I think that, I, I think she, I, I think this chicken met a dude in, like, France and brought him, and brought him back and was waiting for him at the airport. And he walks up and they, she knows the minimum amount of French. And there's this dude with the guy. And it's like, oh, hi. He knows how to say his name. <laughs> and it's like, um, who is he and why is he here? She was scared because she felt like he was coming to live with them too. And didn't know a lick of English. This was just some guy. Some guy that he met on the plane. Who was just saying <sighs> bye. And she couldn't tell the difference. Okay. So she was about to be like, let's go get in the car. Okay. I mean, it was just the most awkward shit I had ever seen before. And there, and I, when people don't know a language, I guess, you know, I guess uh, Americans do this too. They just smile. Yeah. They just smile until someone, until someone figures out that they don't know what the fuck they're uh, talking just about. Just that, that blank, empty smile like, eh. <laughs> Oh, man. Yes, I, very much. 90 Day Fiance is a trip. And why are they all, are they, they're all like European, Eastern European, like... Can, all the time. Can we get like a Nigerian version of 90 Day Fiance? Oh, they've done it. They've oh, done yeah? it. Okay. Oh, he stole like, he stole like $20,000 from Bad. him. Bad. It was a, it was a, it was an African, yeah, yeah. It was an African who was a Trump supporter. Oh. Bad. No, 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 no. The white girl was, the, the white woman, the old white woman. That he was, stole from? Was a Trump supporter from like Georgia. Bad. And... She That's why they can't there, vote over there now. And he came over, and she came over there to see him, and brought him all this "Make America Great Again" stuff. And he just—he was all in character. I love it. I love it. Little do you know, I'm already married back home. <laughs> and he had a lie for everything. <laughs> and all this, uh, well, what was his name? Michael. Michael, and sure. I forgot what the girl's name. Sure, was. it was. Michael. Michael, did you go in my account? Michael, did you go? I'm never going back to Nigeria. And stole like twenty five thousand dollars out of her account. I mean, he did it for the culture. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! That's probably the most I'll talk about ninety day fiance, y'all. Man, it it is 
is definitely one one of the more psychotic reality TV shows yeah, in the, existence. The extent of my reality experience now is like the challenge. Not only that, they have 90 Day Fiance the other way because travel because travel restrictions are so fucked up. Now they have the, the people from the U.S. going over there. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds even more ignorant. <laughs> It's wonderful. Um, I've only watched a couple episodes. It's wonderful. Um, Song of the week. Uh, we got. We actually got a suggestion uh, from uh, uh, Mr. Goodbar via opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. Uh, he says, peace, family. I'd love to hear you guys' take on this particular song. A little backstory. This singer came across my TikTok for you feed some time ago and her singing ability and the snippet of the song she posted in she posted stop me in my tracks. I definitely cannot play this on the remedy on air, hmm. but I absolutely played it on my Patreon. Shout out to shout out to Marcus Black having a Patreon. Yeah. Oh, so you hmm, I see where he's going with this. Allow- you can't play it on your air. <laughs> Allow me to introduce the most jamminest, problematic song I've heard in years. Her name is Hydra, and the song is called Homie. Okay. And I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'll let that be the intro. Um, Pour yourself something, get comfortable. We're going to have a good time. We'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. Sexy like breath, fire, yes, and here I am just 
just missing out. Here I am, just sitting down. Here I am, daydreaming. Here I am, wondering what it is that you just ain't seeing. I think we could be something. You to show that you agree. I know that you gotta grow, but what that gotta do with me? I know, I know. You're a good guy, wanna be loyal. But I'm trying to play for your team. So give me your role. And that was Homie by Hydra. Hmm. So let me get this straight. Huh. Premise here is so you do so you have a girlfriend. Yeah. But that's okay, because I'd like to be your girlfriend too. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how comfortable you are having two girlfriends. So you might just have to pick one. Hmm. Or you can just cheat. And I'm fine with that too. I will be I will be your I will be your homie and your freak. Where is this woman? Adina Howard fucked it up for all y'all. <laughs> Long before she crawled so Jasmine Sullivan could walk. <laughs> so that Hydra could run. Wow. That is that is some toxic shit. She said she will be your friend and a freak. 100%. And said, look, if all all that other shit is too complicated for you, just cheat on her. My God. A lot of dudes would consider that free money. (laughs) This is Derek Jackson's playlist. This is in his playlist, I guarantee you. Um, Wow. Having said all that, it's actually a pretty good song. Yeah. It is a good song. Also... Marcus Black is trying to stay married. <laughs> That's why you ain't playing that shit on this show. Can't keep that on the playlist. <laughs> oh, man. It, the, the, the trick is not getting married. Yeah. The trick is staying married. Yeah. Shout out to Marcus Black. Yeah, man. Love you. Love you. Got to have you back on the show as soon as, as, soon as niggas get vaccinated and shit. Uh, yeah, we got to just... We're just going to do that to be encouraging... To niggas trying to get vaccinated and just keep a bunch of vaccinated niggas yeah. in the studio space. And that's how you have to introduce yourself on the on air. Also, guys, check out The Remedy. Um, check out The Remedy every Saturday. Every Saturday um, afternoon. It's late afternoon. I can't remember, but you can go to kpft.org. Yeah. And, and find the remedy there. It's uh, like Saturdays at like maybe uh, five to seven, I think. Yeah, or maybe five to eight. I always forget. Very good music selection. Very if, dope music selection. If you like the shit that I play, you'll definitely like the remedy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know anybody else who loves Alex Isley as much as I do, hmm. other than Marcus Black, um, and a bunch of other people that you have never heard of. That's that's the shit I love. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What do we got going this week? Um, oh, man. DMX is in critical condition. Or was in critical condition. He was definitely taking off life support. Uh, he's breathing on his own. He had an overdose. Yeah. He had a drug overdose. And the reports were that he was in, quote, grave condition. 
Um, I'm glad he's doing better. Hopefully, it's a it's a turn for the it's a turn for the better, and that the worst is over. Hopefully, um, I will say it was a scary. I think everybody was kind of holding their breath when they found out because 2021 has put us in such a such a midpoint of trauma where it's like not another one. Yeah, please let this. And we weren't even looking for a happily ever after. We're just looking for somebody to to pull through a thing. Yeah. Um, because, you know, DMX is definitely not the most famous person to have fallen under health condition, health uh, complications. And if he died, he wouldn't be the most famous, not- notable person to have died. But addiction you we were looking for just not even not even a happily ever after would be a win and for me dmx is that's my generation like he got me dmx got me through high school um for me is a legend this man had like three consecutive he had three very strong albums in a two-year period uh he, he was the biggest he was the biggest thing out there for a while Put Def Jam back on the map. Yep. Uh, for a second. Him, Jay-Z, and we we clowned Ja Rule, but Ja Rule's a part of that too. Yeah, he was in there. Um, and what I think what fucked a lot of people up was that he the news came out on four three twenty one. Yeah. Uh About in in the- honor of four three two one, which is one of the hardest DMX verses you've ever heard in your life. Yeah. Straight out the dark. That was down. That is also legendary because that is what started the LL Cool J cannabis beef. And and almost ended it. <laughs> which was which was basically the beginning of the end of cannabis yeah. career. I mean you, you diss somebody on your own song. Like don't don't ever write your verse before the, the person's the person whose song it belongs to does theirs. And diss them? Please don't do that. How'd you diss? You dissed a legend. I mean, you got A legend. Take your shot. You got to like, shoot your shot. Like, people talk about LL Cool J and all the love songs and forget that he murked like half the 80s. He was, I mean, LL was a man. LL, LL done ripped a few niggas. Like, let's, let's keep it a buck. It's a few niggas that stepped up and didn't want that smoke. I think Common got that smoke once. From LL? I think. I don't, I don't know if light-skinned niggas go at each other like that. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, another nigga who was not on the sexiest bald men alive uh, list with Prince ha- with uh, Prince William. Who? He was not on that list. Who wasn't? LL. Oh, LL? Okay, well. I mean, see, you know, we, we, we try to leave that shit in the past. White people just well, shout it. out to people who had um, who were making light of DMX's situation. Bruh. Uh, someone even said, the fuck is wrong with y'all? Someone even said, if something happens to DMX, then who's going to give it to me? Because, oh. you know, because, oh. you know, X is no, going to give it to you. Oh, man. 
I, I didn't come up with that. Somebody else did. I'm just letting y'all know. Man, look. I'm corny, but not that corny. Can we at least get the well wishes and prayers for the family out of the way before y'all before y'all start in with the jokes? What the fuck? They didn't have the same. Did they have the same energy for Demi Lovato? No. Okay. Hell no. And that was another thing I wanted to touch on was that was was that the response to DMX is exactly the reason niggas don't give a fuck about white people crying about the opioid crisis. Facts. When DM when DMX is in critical condition over an overdose, everybody is just like everybody is just like, well, fuck it. Oh well, that well that nigga was always on that shit. When it was Mac Miller, they put out SWAT. They put out fucking APB for the drug dealer. When Philip Seymour Hoffman overdosed, they put out an APB for the fucking drug dealer. When Amy Winehouse overdosed, they almost made a national holiday. One hundred percent. And she made a full song stating that she needed to go to rehab and refused. And to. wasn't. And wasn't. And y'all want to tell us about the opioid crisis? Ain't none of that shit. We don't give a fuck about that shit because y'all gonna go out, go out of your way to make sure none of that shit affects us. When it's when it's something we have to do something about for the for the sake of public health and safety, then all of a sudden it's a problem. When it's us, it's a war. It's the war on drugs. The war on drugs, which I didn't see any drugs thrown in jail, but I saw a lot of niggas in jail. Suck my dick, Reagan. That was Reagan, right? Uh, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, fine. Um, man, like, I just, it's hard for me, it's, it's, and yes. Drugs are winning, by the way. Drugs, no, <laughs> just drugs, so y'all know. Let, me, let me tell you, in the <laughs> pandemic, drugs won. Yeah. Everybody at the house high. <laughs> Everybody is at the house high. Everybody at the house high with a Zoom on mute. Yeah. Not giving a fuck. And you don't want them to take the mute off. <laughs> I have seen a couple of fucked up Zoom meetings. I saw a Zoom meeting where a chick was on was in a meeting, and her nigga and her nigga came around to see what she was doing, and she politely started unbuckling this nigga's pants on camera. <laughs> <laughs> and blanked that shit out. <laughs> Susan's every, uh, uh, Keisha's everything okay? Is this your 15 minute break? Keisha? <laughs> it is now, nigga. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and take my lunch. <laughs> yeah. You know niggas don't give a fuck. Um, oh, man. Fuck, it, fuck that job. <laughs> you know, niggas get that one off quick. Fuck that job, nigga. Um, see, what else we got here? Oh, um... They finally got a writer for Blade. The, the for the movie. movie? Oh, uh, Mahershala Ali. Dope. First of all, I think it it bears repeating and praising that Mahershala Ali is going to be fucking Blade. That just sounds lit. Hey, I was there in person when they announced it. I that was woo. That shit. That shit sounds lit already. That was a genuine oh shit moment because your uh, boy, your boy, Faggy came out. He was like, oh, I forgot. And then you just saw Blade pop up on the screen. I was like, oh shit, Wesley paid his taxes. <laughs> I thought Wesley was going to walk out. It was, it was Mahershala. I was like, I did not see this coming. 
Man, they not playing them games with Wesley. Nah. Wesley didn't burn too many bridges. He talked too much <laughs> shit. Disney ain't got time for that. If if Disney don't have time for it with white ass Jeremy Renner, they definitely ain't playing them games with Wesley. But you know what they should do? Oh man, I'm sorry to take you off task, but see, I'm writing for Disney right now by saying this. Okay. You know they, they you know Wesley they should have they should have Wesley, you know, come in on Blade. Maybe he's the old Blade, Mahershala is the new Blade, or something like that. No, nah, they need to make him like Whistler. They need to, they need to make him the the guy, like the the weapons guy. Okay. But then, what if they brought in, because Marvel has the rights, what if they brought in Deadpool? Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. Oh, shit. And then you just get that Blade Trinity action. But just, you know, I'm saying. Oh, he's going to be making them Blade Trinity jokes the I'm whole just, time. I'm just saying. Ah, let's go. Hey, I mean, man, cut me the check, it, y'all. As it is, you see that you you see they're already setting it up. Ryan Reynolds is going to be all through this new phase of Marvel. Yeah. He about to get the biggest bag you've ever seen in your life. I see it now. Mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds, he's another one of these low-key people who has the bag and we don't notice it because it's not highly publicized. This motherfucker has a whole cell phone company. He sure does. He has a cell phone company that just does not get talked about at all. And it's not Boost Mobile. And it's not Boost Mobile and it's been around since before he acquired mm-hmm. it. And so that tells you it's going to be around. That's a bag. That's Damn. a bag. Damn. Nah, he out here. I'm going to tell you that. He out here. And last I checked, didn't we report on him starting an initiative to uh, to help uh, cultivate more writers and creators mm-hmm. of color? Yep. Show did. He knows what he's doing. I mean, you got to keep... When your wife that fine, you got to keep the... You got to keep the bag coming. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, Watchmen writer oh. uh, from the Watchmen series. Okay. Stacy Osei Kafour. Oh shit! She sounds like she's on the FBI watch list. Let's go. <laughs> I know this shit's gonna be lit. That's gonna be lit to the motherfucker. Let me tell you something. Um, is is the actually Marvel's first black woman writer? Uh. Wow. That's. Both sad and exciting. I would at the say same it's time. exciting and kind of a goddamn shame. Um, let's see. Um, that's a huge part thanks to Mahershala Ali, who, according to the Hollywood Reporter, was directly involved in Osei Kafour uh, in bringing her aboard. Uh, 2019 Primetime Emmy nominee for Outstanding Writing for a Comedy Series with Pen 15, the playwright turned TV writer. Huh. Also worked on as a story editor on HBO's wildly acclaimed Watchmen and on short-lived comedy series Run, which was not bad at all. I need to go back and watch Run because I, I actually heard that it was surprisingly it, decent. It was it was pretty good to have gotten not a lot of publicity. Yeah, uh, and she also worked on Amazon's Hunters, which I have also hmm. not watched, but I will watch anything with Al Pacino in it. Watch well that first episode. That first episode was pretty real. Yeah, I, I, I watched the. I didn't watch the whole series. I watched the first couple of episodes, and then I watched the finale. Okay. Um, at the time, I just this was this was deep pandemic, so I was just like, eh. Gotcha. My attention span was just like, ah, I just get left to the point. Right to left to right. Yeah. yeah. 
but yeah that, i mean that's those are all dope projects to be associated with so the pedigree is definitely there for it salute man yeah i'm i'm here for it and i'm very excited about this project um i have to say i appreciate marvel's level of output now even more mm-hmm. that i see dc's output being so dismal they just canceled they just canceled new gods which was ava's thing i'm actually glad and they canceled something else the trench the trench which no one ever wanted to see no yeah we weren't looking for that Nah, I, I I think we need to stop. I I think we're finally at the point where we need to stop comparing Marvel and DC. Because um, DC doesn't know what the fuck it's doing. It, yeah, it's just not. They're just not. They've never been on the same. They don't have plane. the cohesiveness. Yeah. Um, and and they 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 have to get from under Warner Brothers' shadow. Warner know. Brothers is what's fucking it up. They just need to go back to not trying to do the Marvel thing. Yeah, just just do your standalone movies. I'll like say y'all had it. Like do your little trilogies, like the the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, dope. Do some shit like that. I like. I even. I like what I've seen of the 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 little uh, Matt Reeves Batman. Yeah, we'll see. Looks like it looks like he beaten a lot of ass, a lot of explosions. Yeah, and Jeffrey Wright is uh, Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, that's all I need. You know, make something out of that. We don't we don't have to have a cohesive universe. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, just make a good movie. Y'all y'all lasted long enough without that. It's true. Um Oh, bring this back. We haven't done this in a while. New episode of the price just went up. Oh, cha-ching. Yeah. Cha-ching. Um, so a lot of you will remember uh, a few months ago maybe, I think this was right either right before or right after the election. Um we we got uh, an email from a marketing firm uh, to promote uh, some bum ass. Oh, what was it? A Mari Hardwick movie mm-hmm. uh, that didn't that didn't go anywhere. That didn't do shit, and we've never heard of it or from it ever. Maybe again. it's because we didn't promote it. <laughs> um, and because they didn't offer, they wanted us to promote it for free. Uh, well, we received an email from that same marketing firm, someone who apparently they've they've hired a new head of podcasting promotion. Hmm. They want us to know that in the first two sentences of the email. Uh, you may have worked with uh, you may have worked with one of our associates before. I'm in charge of podcast production uh, promotion now. Um, there is a show, an, a well-known show. A well-known HBO show that is coming back soon. Um, I won't. Do, well, does it matter? Yeah, let's, don't name it. I won't divulge the name. There are black women involved. Um, <laughs> I will let you. I will let you make your assumptions from there. Um, and they reached out to us and was like, "Well, this show is coming back for another." for another season and we want you guys we want you guys to be involved in the promotion we would love for you to promote uh the project on our show uh, on on your show and i kept looking for maybe they've changed maybe maybe this is they're coming with a better attitude maybe this is someone who understands what's going on in podcasting, they've gotten somebody who knows the fuck they're doing in podcasting, and they're willing to pay us something. 
And when they say the prize, the prize is five gift cards. Wait for it. They go on to say, we can't tell we we can't tell you how much or what or what brands the gift cards are going to be from because we're still working with brands to make sure we get the gift cards out. But what we can tell you is that the gift cards will be fashion and beauty related. Hmm. Which tells me once again that these people don't know us and have never heard this podcast from a can of paint. Because why the fuck are you offering two niggas such as us fashion and beauty gift cards? In fact, here's an idea. Why don't you take all that money you were going to put on these fucking gift cards and put it on our fucking PayPal? How about that? And that's what tells me they don't know us and that Tristan said this most, most, most eloquently. Y'all came up in a Google search for Texas, Mm -hmm. Black, Mm -hmm. and Podcast. I'm glad we came up. (laughs) I'm glad we're still in the algorithms. SEO is working somehow. (laughs) It helps when we put Black in the title. It also wasn't clear if the gift cards were for us or for us to give away to people. See, that's a problem, too. You know? I don't like that. I don't like, and, and it makes me like the wording even less. And it just shows that the it shows that the involvement of this is just my theory. The involvement of celebrities in the podcasting arena now is skewing the value, is skewing the worth of podcasters. Because let's be honest, of the let's see, eight hundred and fifty thousand existing podcasts in America. I think only like 15% maybe are seeing are seeing substantial revenue. If that. If that. And it should be something, it should be a brass ring to strive for and 10 and 10 to 15% seems reasonable to me. That seems about right. It seems less right when we're being offered gift cards. It seems less right when you have people that don't know that don't know podcasting, that don't know their ass from a hot rock, I'm not gonna put any names out there. Mm. That don't know shit about shit and kind of and kind of get paid to do podcasts about not knowing shit about shit. It feels the the, the value feels skewed. And that's fair and that's fair to say because podcasting as far as something to see revenue from um, podcasting as far as a, an occupation is a new thing. Relatively so. Relatively. but Podcasting didn't become a mainstream thing probably until about 10, 10 years ago, if that. But also, people are holding out being as cheap as they can for as long as they can. Because they can. You know, if, if, if you're going to pay for marketing time and you're going to effectively use us as you know use us for advertisement space pay us like you would if you were advertising on, on a tv show or 100%. or a radio program same thing you you wouldn't call you know you wouldn't call whatever terrestrial radio station in your city and 
and tell the program director that you're going to pay them in gift cards. I mean, they would have, like, in the 80s. That's the 80s. Like, that's old shit. You, you, you find some young radio dude to yeah. do it for the fuck of it. Step your game up, y'all. Step your fucking game up. Let me tell you something. Um, We're at a point now. Now, now granted, our, our, our floor, I won't say our ceiling, our floor from, for weekly listenership is in, it has increased and is increasing. Mm-hmm. I just looked at the March numbers. We're worth more than gift cards. Yes. We are worth more than gift cards. I'm not saying we, I'm not saying we need to be in the Joe Rogan money tomorrow, but we're worth more than gift cards. You know, and you know what? It, helping us helps you. You know what I can buy with the money you are probably going to put on a gift card? An intern for the month. Mm-hmm. You know what an intern is to me? A street team. Any podcaster will tell you. They would be. They would love to either have a street team or a social media person to just do all the social media shit all week. Yeah, we have to talk about that right away. Because anyway, I'll, I'll tell you in the meeting. Um, but we have like that earns a podcast resources to widen their reach and widen the reach. Of your advertisement. Yes. So whatever you whatever reach you paid us for based on our numbers, you're making more of a reach and you're getting more for your money's worth. I can explain this easily. I understand this because I'm not six years old. I'll pay you in gift cards. That's like them people that, that want you to come over and move all their shit. And they say, I'll pay you in chicken. I'm cooking tonight. I'll pay you. I'm cooking tonight. You can you can eat. You can eat for free. We have not, a beer. Not only that, they say they would pay us in gift cards, but still didn't know which gift cards. And didn't know which gift cards they were going to give us. We, we'll hit you back on which ones. You know what I'm saying? I was going to be sitting here with a bunch of Fenty skin gift cards and shit. You know, I've helped. What fuck a, I need that for? I've helped a friend move. For Whataburger before, but that was also a friend, and you know it wasn't like, "Hey, I'm gonna help you move." Hey, man, can you help me move? I'm gonna feed you. What are we gonna eat? Uh, we, we'll see. I def- and you know, and, and let me tell you something. This is somebody who quit poet who quit doing poetry because I quit I quit spitting for drink tickets. Oh, the drink tab. Well, oh, not even a tab. Just the two just the, the two drink tickets. Oh, man. For drink tickets or a tab. And, I drank for free all and, night. And it couldn't be premium drinks either. Oh, man. Oh, we, man. It was a couple of places I could drink for free all night yeah. at the time. Um, That's the one thing I miss about poetry. Because let me tell you something. I learned this week. This is on a side note. I, I forgot this week. Every time I start to miss the spoken word scene... I remember how fucking toxic everybody I rolled with was and how that just would not serve me today. This nigga really, there was a nigga on social media, I'm not putting his name out there, who really told me that a black man, that he he misses the archaic, the the archaic man-woman relations of the 50s. I've never heard a black person 
tell me that they wish things were the way they were in the 50s. Was this person alive in the 50s? No. No. They weren't alive. They were barely alive in the 90s. They weren't talking in the 90s. (laughs) Nigga. And you can't do that without the... you You can't just highlight the good without the bad. Yeah, things probably were better at home after you come home and get it, it get hosed and chased by dogs. That was that was code for make America great again. That was man, and it wasn't and it wasn't a, it wasn't a subtle code either. That nigga crazy. Anyway, um, that's it for the price. Just went up. Um, if you have any, you know, if you have any stories about where you were undervalued at your job, about where you undervalued at a job offer. Uh, anything like that, you can send that to opinionswhileblack at gmail dot com, and we'll talk mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. Um, I did want to do a quick follow up. You know, last week we talked about Tamika Mallory, um, and how uh, she did that Cadillac commercial. Yeah. Uh, and we did we and you know, I always say, no matter how I feel about a situation, I can agree. That the the acquittal is never as loud as the accusal, uh, as the accusation. And with that, Tamika Mallory did respond to someone on social media. Um, I have a quote here. It says, um, I don't have an endorsement deal. A black ad agency asked me to participate in a Women's History Month spot. The campaign is an investment of $10 million dollars to racial justice organizations. The first one the first million was awarded to the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. We are advocating for local grassroots support as well. Uh now this does not address the accusations from the Rice family of uh of Tamir Rice's family of her using their name in vain. So that is a that is a topic that does need to be unpacked and discussed but i will say this does kind of this does kind of acquit her a little bit or at least defends the clout chasing accusations just off of you know her doing the cadillac commercial and her doing the the grammys uh with little baby or young baby one of the babies um and this is reasonable. If this is true, this is reasonable. The money going to yeah. social justice orgs, I don't know about the NAACP because I don't know where they spend all that legal defense fund money these days. But reasonable. I And I, I, I agree. Um, the, the, the thing for me is that regardless, there there is a pattern of the self-proclaimed social activists Um using the results of their exposure for the come up. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know, I'm not I'm not going to shit anyone for wanting to you know, make something productive or even profitable yeah. out of their lives, but they they really have to be very careful with the messaging behind it. They they really do. Um also even if even if you're taking money from Peter to pay Paul, you, you she's effectively playing Robin Hood by taking this Cadillac money. And giving it to, to social programs, still be very careful because it also shows that your activism can easily be bought. 
even if yeah. you, even if you're using it to funnel to the other places. So I, you know, I'm not yeah. I'm, I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. And 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 also, I would be interested to hear in what grassroots organizations uh, she's working with. Right, and it might be her own. You know. Well, even then, I think one of the problems with a lot of these organizations, and this isn't just in uh, social justice. When when you donate to places like the Red Cross or whatever that uh, whatever that was with the the pink ribbons and shit. Oh, the um, you know what I'm talking about. What's her name? Um, Susan G. Coleman. Yes. Yeah. When you donate to those big names, a lot of that pays for overhead. It doesn't go necessarily to the causes. Right. Up to like ninety percent of it can go to admin administrative costs. One hundred. Yeah. It, exactly. It's a crazy number. Which is yeah, that's a that's a big big number. Um, so I still say be mindful and always do your own research uh, as as far as where your money's going. If you are um, if if you are in a position to do any philanthropy in this horrible economy, mm. um, I would say still be mindful and still it's just still be your own fact checker. Yeah. Um, don't count on us because. Uh, I'm drunk. Yeah. I'm just for that. Put that out there. Um, more in the... Uh, oh, this, this is... I didn't get to this. More in the ongoing saga of Sweetie and Quavo. Rumor has it. There's no, there's no video of this one. Mm. I wish there were. Rumor has it that the Migos, not just Quavo... <laughs> Offset and take off as well. Found Justin LeBoy because Justin LeBoy um, supposedly whatever precipitated the the breakup with Sweetie and Quavo, whatever supposedly a lot of that shit started with whatever happened on Sweetie's interview on Justin LeBoy's. Okay, fine. Let's call it podcast. Um, now, is that enough to have a beef with Justin LeBoy? No. Um, things are going to happen on your platform. And whether you like the fire for them to happen or not, what the person with media training and a, and a, and a media team, what they say is kind of on them. So is that damning evidence against him? No. Is it a fuck shit podcast where they want shit like that to go down? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, it does. It looks like drink champs with naked women. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and so is that damning evidence? No. But you can't, you can't have the fire interview or the or the the hot button interview that started all the shit, and then turn around, and go on social media, and talk shit about Quavo, yeah, and and talk shit and make fun of him for the thing that happened supposedly because of your podcast. Can't do that. And so the result was supposedly the Migos found Justin LeBoy wherever he was at and whooped his ass. I mean, these niggas ain't been together. In music or in public in at least a few years. Yeah. And the first time they have a reunion is to whoop this nigga's ass. What better time? 
<laughs> Boy, I tell you, people will people will reunite for some fuck shit quickly. Fast and in a hurry. That is hilarious. Also, ain't y'all supposed to have goons? <laughs> well, we know they don't have... If they have goons, they don't have enough. That's true. Because Offset definitely did whoop a nigga ass right outside of his car for just saying hi to Cardi. Jumped in the whip and sped off with this nigga still on the floor. I don't understand why people say this generation is soft. I don't. I don't. Your generation wasn't doing shit like that. Well, I don't know. I, I'm just saying. If we, if we talk about hands across generations. Nipsey though, open hands slapped a nigga. He did. In public. He did. Slapped them. But also, if you take any nigga raised in St. Louis and like the 40s or 50s <laughs> you catch him in his in his prime in his mid 20s to 30s i guarantee he had hands also hands are a generational thing hands are generational um i think that's the name of this episode <laughs> hands are generational i love it um but you know it's um Come from a long line of hands, right? You know, especially especially uh, Southern Negroes. You know, I was gonna say Southern niggas. Not only do we have, a, not only do we come from long lines of hands, we come we come from a long line of niggas who are too tired for that shit and will just pull out the blicky. That's also true. Because let me tell you something, I've seen I've seen and heard the stories about where uh, you were an artist and somebody else was trading on your music. <laughs> And you just ran up and shot him. Yeah. <laughs> it you know it's not really. I, I know we talk a lot of shit sometimes about people, but you know nothing in a way that's directed to be malicious at someone at for a specific event. Not at all, unless you're Derek Jackson. Yeah, which you know there was an open invitation for him to get the shit slapped out of him. <laughs> it's still open. It's still open. <laughs> Um, it, it's unfortunate that those young men decided to come back together just to whoop somebody's ass. <laughs> but mean, also, kinda. that's what they do. <laughs> you have to know your audience. That's what they do. You, yeah, you have to know your audience. You have to read the room. You notice Joe Budden shut the fuck up about a lot of that shit. Yeah. After that little, little skirmish. You know, there's a lot of people I won't ever talk shit about publicly. Now, I'm not really that type of person anyway. But, you know, when, when people have a proclivity for violence... Sometimes you gotta chill. Sometimes you just like, hey, it's a fucked up situation. I wasn't in it. I hope everyone reaches some type of a resolution. I'm good. At, I'm good at reading, uh, changing my name to Bennett. Yep. Not being in it. Fuck that. Um, but again, when you trying, this is uh, again, this is part of that get on culture. When you trying too hard. To be on, and when you try too hard to be the hot button savage nigga out uh, there, yep. Uh, sometimes you 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 walk over the line, yep. And much like in regular society, not saying you should get mashed, but you should be mindful that niggas are crazy. Yes, and you can get smashed. Uh, so just again, you know, I I don't want to whoop Justin LaBoy ass, but. I sense he. I sense that won't be his last ass whooping. Put it that way. Now, if someone can give DJ Academics the same energy, that would please, be great. Please, please. How has how has Academics 
avoided all the ass whoopings he has coming. I don't think he leaves the house though. That's true too. That's true too. That gamer chair is that gamer chair is just too comfortable. <laughs> Boy, I tell you. Um we have not you know, weeks have gone by. We have not talked about Deshaun Watson. That is true. Deshaun Watson, in case you have not heard from any other podcast or, you know, just the news or anyone who's just out and breathing at this point. Deshaun Watson, um, quarterback or former quarterback or about to be former quarterback or whatever for the Houston Texans, has had numerous allegations of sexual assault. I think we're up to 40. We're up to 40 sexual assault. The last time I heard it was 16 is now up to 40. Accusations of sexual assault, many of which are at this massage parlor. How many different masseuses does he need? Well, and does he treat all of them that way? And and again, what I, what I want to make clear about this, and one of the reasons why I I personally, well, I usually don't give a shit about most things. Um, the thing I did, I have kept in mind this entire time is that he's not yet being convicted of something, and I'm, I'm not, and I'm not trying to steer the conversation. I don't think he's been tried. Yeah, and, and he hasn't necessarily been accused. He's being accused of something by clients of a lawyer. Um, by the way, a, a lawyer who says he doesn't trust that. HPD will will take the evidence that he claims to have that he can present to them. But, you know, we have to be very careful about passing judgment against people because they're being accused of something uh, unless some type of... Because it it doesn't even seem like any legal entity is even taking up a case. It's literally a lawyer saying, this happened, I got a bunch of people who will say the same thing. And they're like, okay, well, shit, let's take him to court. Here's what I don't like. That and what everything you said is true. Here's what I don't like. I think it's suspect that his lawyer is that fucking lunatic that ran for mayor, mm-hmm. Tony Busby. Yep. I think it's I think it's suspect that we're up to forty. Let me tell you something. Because Bill Cosby had about forty. That was over the span of, an, of a lifetime. I don't say that's also true. I also, and I have to keep the same energy. If I said then, if 40 unrelated people accused me of doing the same thing, I probably did that shit. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying all 40 are going are gonna to cut the mustard. At some point, the law of averages comes into play. Somebody in that 40 is telling the truth. We at least got to look into it. We have to look into it. and It's something, it's something, that, it's something that has to be unpacked. Like, 40 is a big number, whether you believe one side or the other. Yeah. I just kind of go by the law of averages, and they're going to be, even though there are going to be diminishing returns... If out of 43 people were correct, that's too many. Yeah. Um, so I'm not discounting these women. And also, I always say, and I said the same thing on Play No Games. Uh, there are no shoe deals in rape. That's also true. There are no shoe deals in rape. 
None. And that we had to ask yourself what these people stand to stand to stand to make off of lying. Not much. Once you've accused somebody, once you've accused somebody of sexual assault, even mm-hmm. if there's a shadow of a doubt, you're maligned in the press. Yep. You're maligned at work. You might be blackballed from getting other work. Uh, depending on how popular the person you've accused you, you accused is, you get maligned in real life. People figure out where you live and come to your house and fuck with you. Yep. There's no like. There's no amount of money that that makes all that worth it. Nobody's doing that to get handed five hundred dollars and a, you know, and drink tickets or some shit or what. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those things that we'll we'll have a better conversation on once there's more meat on yeah, the bone. Yeah, I, I think right now, you know, one of the things to remember is that you know if unfortunately the the precedent for him being a a, a professional athlete in the NFL leans towards him his career not being affected if in, if in case this all is found out to be true. Um. You know, out. You know, even though like people like Ben Roethlisberger were allowed to cook, I don't say the the league the the league doesn't the league is kind of a it's kind of a sliding scale on scruples. Well, the only thing that they'll that they'll ban you for is kneeling in front of the flag. One hundred percent. You can beat women. You can rape women. You can actually kill people. Jameis Winston came out of college with two rape cases. Yeah. Went into the league harassing an Uber driver. Ain't nobody said shit. And came in and got a starting position. Yeah. So uh, let's not pretend, oh, they're just trying to malign him so his stock goes down, whatever uh, team he goes to next. They don't give a fuck. Nah, they they just have a precedent for not that not being a deal breaker. And let's, and let's also be clear about the league's role in this. If 40 people have the same shit to say and it's all coming out now, it's because somebody covered it up for a certain amount of time. Yep. And Deshaun, and if Deshaun Watson's guilty, he didn't cover it up by himself. The league said, oh, okay, you, uh, or the, the front office, the Texans front office said, oh, you, oh, is that how you want to act? You ungrateful motherfucker. <laughs> All right, roll that beautiful bean footage. Yep. So there's a lot of complicitness in here. And, yeah, we'll probably be back to this when there's more meat on the bone. Yeah. Um, until then, I think that's a good place to go ahead and uh, take a quick break. All right. We'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. You are listening to Opinions Wild Black, sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. We are back. Yep, yep. We are black. Yep, yep. We are opinionated, and uh, I'm drunk. I I can say with confidence on Easter Sunday. On an I'm Easter drunk. Sunday, he is risen. I, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess that's. A, I guess we can just jump right into white people must be stopped. White people fucking up, but in particular. <laughs> 
Matt Gates. Uh, the the representative, the the gentleman from um, Florida. Shocking. How, how did I know? Uh, oh shit. He's thirty eight. I'm thirty seven. This motherfucker looks like. Oh man, what that that is a forehead for your ass. It is. That is a forehead. That nigga was ahead of his class. <laughs> that nigga is headstrong. He looks like Hammerhead out of the comics. Yeah, damn. With that big adamantium forehead. Like the leader. <laughs> um, wow. He is 38. I'm Black might not crack, because I have to say, looking at him, I am making 37 <laughs> look good. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, Matt Gates has had some sex trafficking allegations levied against him. Among other things. Among other things. Yeah. Uh, apparently he was soliciting a 17-year-old oh, yeah, yeah, he had a, supposedly he had sexual relations with a 17-year-old and you know took that joint across state lines. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. Uh, we have, one of these days, I need to see some statistics. On the amount of Republicans that turn out to be pedophiles, are you saying that all pedophiles are Republicans? I am not saying I'm. I'm not saying that all Republicans are pedophiles. Mm-hmm. I am saying that all the pedophiles do turn out to be Republicans. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Democrats got some pussy hounds too, but at oh, least yeah. those pussy hounds are, are at least the pussy they chase is of age. I'm just saying. Hopefully, look, Monica Lewinsky was a grown woman. She was. She was a grown woman. And, and let me tell you something else. That go that even goes to the whole there are no shoe deals in sexual harassment or assault. Yeah. Because Monica Lewinsky, she went through that shit and she's been trying to flip that shit into a online into a brand for decades. Have you to ever, no avail. Have you ever really sat back and thought about that whole the significance of the whole thing? Like Clinton got topped off <laughs> at work. <laughs> yes. In the White House. In the White House. That is some nigga shit. In the Oval Office. Like that that's some shit. That's some shit. Like on the cool, you almost have to this is problematic to say. You almost have to appreciate the boldness of it. Because Bro, just William Jefferson. No, it's no. We can say it. William Jefferson Clinton got his dick sucked three feet from the button. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's just go ahead and say it. I'm just and, and now, granted, has has the notoriety of William Jefferson Clinton being a pussyhound aged well in the in light of the fact that he he was one of Jeffrey Epstein's homeboys? Yeah. No. But for then. Yeah, yeah, he was hailed. He was hailed quite notably as a pussy hound yeah. who played the saxophone. Yeah, that's 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 like a step towards being a poet almost. <laughs> Get your dick sucked. Play the saxophone afterwards. Play Careless Whisper on him. Wow. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm not giving him enough credit to know any black music. I'm just saying. There's some awful fan fiction that can come out of that. <laughs> Oh man, don't 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 make me write another podcast. Um Matt so yeah, Matt Gates uh has been on under fire for being a pedophile and not only being a pedophile, but trying to drag Tucker Carlson under the bus with him. 
I'm not opposed to that. I, I'm opposed to him. I, I'm only opposed to it if he's if he does it unsuccessfully, which he did. Damn it. He he tried it. He tried it. And was like, well, I mean, you know, I, and people go through this. You Tucker, you had some sexual some sexual assault allegations levied against you before. The problem is nobody believes that Tucker Carlson has sex. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. You're going to have to prove that to me. <laughs> look, look, look. I'm sure plenty of people who wear bow ties get pussy. Uh, the, Because the, the, uh, it's not that they're not smart. Because those aren't easy to tie. We're talking Tucker Carlson, though. We are. That's true. Like, uh, no. Fam. That's true. You gotta, you gotta. I don't want to be convinced, but you gotta be. You gotta convince me. Tucker Carlson looks like a looks like a walking complaint to the manager. Jesus, he does. It, it's true. Um, I just at some point we're gonna have to have a real unpacking and a real discussion about the amount of about the amount of people that come out of one side of the fence that seem to all be disgusting and still keep a job on the Beltway. They spend so much time taking away women's reproductive rights that they don't want to reproduce with them. Oh, oh my God. Oh, man. King of the one-liners. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> oh, man. You keeping us in You keeping us in the running for, again, Houston's most savage podcast. Feel okay. free, other podcasters, to challenge the assertion. Nah, no. I, I don't want to talk. I don't want to get into a one up the ship. <laughs> That's where it all goes yeah, bad. I'm, I'm too competitive and I, I have a day job. So I, can't, I can't really do that. <laughs> yeah, no, we can't do a podcast versus. Nah. Um, but no. Nah. Nope. 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 We're not doing it. The, the funny part. Well, not the funny part, but what tripped me out was also that it, the, the line, the line that they drew that the, that the Republicans drew was that he started showing them photos of nude photos of the women that he was having sex with oh man i was like y'all just mad because it's the same women y'all be <laughs> that's all that is i'm telling you it's like that episode of office where uh steve carell was showing everybody that picture of jan on the beach <laughs> yeah that shit was hilarious it's uncomfortable y'all it is very much so and you know a lot of people probably smashed jan too and they're like I, i've seen them too <laughs> I actually, I was there when she got those. Yeah, I will say, don't just don't be Michael Scott. Yeah, and it seems like Matt Gates. You know what? If I'm looking at this picture, Matt Gates looks like who they modeled Michael Scott after. I was gonna say he looks like who they modeled Dwight Schrute after. <laughs> oh shit! But Dwight Schrute also Dwight Schrute wasn't gonna get played like that. Right? He had his shit in order. I'm telling you, Dwight don't get. I can say this. He's a weird dude. Dwight don't give a fuck about these hoes. <laughs> Except Angela. And strangely enough, <laughs> strangely enough, that is that is where me and Dwight seem to parallel is that <laughs> is, is that if, if he's gonna give it up, it's usually gonna be to the most toxic woman in the room. Yeah. Cause Angela was definitely a toxic one. No, well Angela was the most hella to- toxic. What was uh the redhead chick's name. Meredith. Meredith. They got run over with the car. Yeah. They show glazed over that shit. <laughs> they just opened the season up one day. <laughs> We're just at the in the first 30 seconds, Steve Carell just ran just ran a chick over with his car. <laughs> casually. And they continued their work day. And continued their work day and walked up and said, I got in an accident. Oh, by the way, 
I think I hit Meredith. But I got in an accident. <laughs> I need to call somebody to take my car to the garage. Um, so, um, also, this week in Byron Allen news. Oh. You know, we love, you know, we love to go up for Byron Allen. Byron Allen has gone to war with the CEO of General Motors. Uh, this is according to the Grio, which I feel obligated to say that Byron Allen owns. <laughs> <laughs> I shit you not. I mean, shit, he probably owns his podcast, and we don't know it yet. And we have no idea, and we ain't seeing where none of that money goes, <laughs> and we never will. Byron Allen's just going to walk in here and shut all this shit down yeah. and hand us a check, and that'll be that. Yeah. That'll just be the last episode. Oh, you thought you had the passwords. <laughs> Um, this is about him and uh, Mary Barra, who is the uh, chief executive officer of General Motors, in a full-page ad in the Detroit Free Press. The heads of seven companies allege that Barra has refused to meet with them consistently over time and after multiple requests. This is a quote from Allen. You stand on stage after the death of George Floyd saying Black Lives Matter when you have refused to acknowledge us. The very definition of systemic racism is when you are ignored, excluded, and you don't have true economic inclusion. Um, the open letter and ad are signed by Allen, who is the founder and chairman and chief executive officer of the Allen Media Group, which also owns the Grio. Um, Ice Cube of Big Three, Cube Vision, and CWBA. Uh, Roland Martin, CEO of New Vision Media. Uh, those are big names right there. Uh, Todd Brown, founder of Urban Edge Networks and HBCU League Pass. Don Jackson, founder and chairman and executive officer of Central City Productions. Earl Graves Jr., uh, president and CEO of Black Enterprise and Junior Bridgman of Ebony Media. Uh, in the letter, they note that General Motors spends less than five than 05 percent of their advertising dollars with black-owned media entities. They called that effort horrendous, considering we as African Americans make up approximately 14% of the population in America, and we spend billions of dollars buying your vehicles. That alone, even if it's the free press, you bought a whole ad, a page, just to make sure there was no looking at another article on that page, mm. another ad. It cannot be confused with anything else. Byron Allen wanted you to know, this is my time right here. Yeah. You have to turn the whole page to ignore me. I also looked at it as a warning to General Motors to say, it might fuck around and buy General Motors. I don't say, Byron Allen going to fuck around and own that shit tomorrow. Uh, this man, this, let me tell you something. After after that whole falling out with Comcast, mm -hmm. when he just when he just up and started acquiring networks, he's like, "Oh, bet." He told y'all what he was here to do. Yeah, he told y'all exactly what the fuck he was here to do, and y'all aren't listening to him. It reminds me of that issue recently in X Men when they sat down with the UN mm -hmm. and Magneto told them exactly what the fuck what the fuck the mutants were about to do. Yeah, we are just going to buy. Space in everything you people love. Yep. Until we are the faces of everything that you people love. Until y'all understand what the fuck time it is. Sorry. I mean, you know, maybe Tamika Mallory was a plant. <laughs> they were just giving y'all the future. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think it's safe to say 
Byron Allen's slowly becoming the Magneto of representation in black media. Damn. That's deep. He's becoming the Magneto of this shit. Let me hit that with a bomb real quick. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's happening. We're just going to come in and and run all of your shit. Yeah. You have to quote to quote the prophet Magneto. You have new gods now. Damn. Yeah, I quoted Magneto on my podcast. Cancel me. I have the password. <laughs> Send your racist stories. Let me let, let, let me let me let me dial the cancel me shit back. Yeah. Because let Daniel Caesar be a cautionary tale yeah. about that shit. I didn't mean that shit, y'all. <laughs> and, and Damien didn't even say it. So. <laughs> Uh, send your racist stories, send your racist uh, real life encounters along with your listener letters. Any questions that you might have for myself, D. Randall, or any guests we've ever heard on this podcast, please send those to opinionswildblack at gmail.com. Or you can log on to social media and find us uh, in all the in all the usual places. As a matter of fact, if you need to know where to find us, um, you just go to the new and improved opinionswildblack.com. Uh, you can find places to get in touch with us, places uh, to listen, alternative places to listen to this podcast, and more information about mm-hmm. the Least Sober Team in podcasting. We'll be right back with your listener letters in the top three STFUs. This is Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. We are back. Yep. We are black. Yep. We are opinionated. Yep. And so help me, I feel good on Easter Sunday. Man. Um, not much this week for uh, uh, our listener letters. We do have a response from uh, Ryan Gabriel, um, a, a avid listener of ours. Uh, who keeps up? Who actually keeps in touch with us uh, on the Twitters pretty regularly? Um, he had a couple of things to say. I was looking for. I was looking for one thing he he pointed out about Tony Busby. Okay, so I talked about Tony Busby, this fucking lunatic that's representing Deshaun Watson. Well, the clients against Deshaun Watson. The clients, right? And um, the fact that Tony Busby was even involved in this was kind of the, that was my first side eye um, after that batshit crazy mayoral race. But uh, our listeners like to break us off with a little bit of therapy, a little bit of uh, knowledge. By the way, side, side note, there was an Anthony Busby sign in my neighborhood no like shit. right down Alameda Genoa, like you're going towards the uh, the freeway. Yeah, I saw it one day, and the next day that shit had clearly been set on fire. Holy <laughs> shit! We don't fuck with him like that. I, no one does. Go for it. Um, he says Tony Busby is representing the massage therapist, but he also lied and said that he didn't know the owner of the Texans, and they are neighbors, and his wife's be- and his and his and their wives are best friends. 
maybe two things could be true at the same time and that Deshaun Watson is trying to get a happy ending from every massage therapist in Houston, but Tony is still creepy crazy, is still crazy creepy Tony. Fair, fair. Yeah. Maybe, and that's true, maybe two things can be true simultaneously. The likelihood in this situation that there's no overlap there, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not too clear on that. I'm saying like, to this, and 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 I don't want to be all QAnon about it, but it does kind of add to the idea that there is a smear campaign going yeah. on. Um, I side eye anything that Tony Busby is involved with. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, oh, the other thing he wanted to point out. Uh, we have to make a real effort to catch up, but sir. You and D. Randall keep naming boozy songs that are not actually boozy songs. Wipe Me Down is Fox X, and Miss Independent is Webby. To be honest, oh. the nigga... <laughs> <laughs> Shows you how much we give a fuck about Boosie's catalog. To be honest, the nigga doesn't have any songs that you can name. Personally, I, would, I wouldn't want to do it, but somebody's going to have to talk about the first person signed to Pimp C's Trill Entertainment was Lil Boozy. Uh, Fair enough. Rest in peace. <laughs> rest in peace, Chad. That is my response to that. that that's crazy. I, I, You know what? Again, shows you how much I give a shit about Lil Boosie. Uh, uh, other than that, he doesn't have many, he doesn't have that many, re- that many songs. Niggas ain't really checking to hear Zoom with Young Jock. I don't know, man. I'm pulling up. My whole 20s is a lie. I'm pulling up. Wipe me down. I mean, I'm I'm in I'm in that Google. It says by Boosie Badass featuring Fox and Webby. That was really Fox. Uh, and and I, I've asked a few people that are that are in that those circles of music, uh, and they've always kind of said that that song is really no. Fox's but then song. Wikipedia says it's by Fox. Yeah. Okay. I said corrected. Yeah, that's that's his song. I still don't care. I, I and again. And, and again, I'm we, not an AKA. We are okay. <laughs> and again, we are okay with being corrected. Um, it happens more often than you think. It happens more often than you think because we drink on this show. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I, I will probably remember that information for a very limited amount of time because, uh, because clearly, as as is evident by my not having a a, a sweat handkerchief, I am not a kappa. <laughs> Yeah, I don't dress like and I don't dress like it's Fleet Week in the twenties. You know, damn. I'm just saying. Um, that's really it for our listener letters this week. Actually, one day I would love to do an all listener letters episode. Like if we can get a good solid fifteen letters, man. If we could get the listener, if we could get the listener letter all stars in in the in, on location. To just get them fucked up and ask us questions. Oh man, that would be incredible. On or off camera? <laughs> that we'd have to start our Patreon for that. Yeah, shit. It, it, all, a lot of that shit might have to be off the record. There's, I would say, there's a lot of stories. I, I know I have a lot of stories that uh, I think some of our listeners are interested in that are just never going to make the air. Because I know, goddamn David Santiago is going to have me blow a gasket. 
man, I'm telling you, that is our that is that is definitely a listener letter all star. Him and him and Tails to Enrage. Yeah. They definitely pull out the good shit. Actually, let me check the Twitter. I, it's all good, man. I mean, this is this is actually my favorite part of the of the show every week. I will say our listeners, especially over the especially in year three, have yeah. definitely challenged us. I think they fuck with us because they know that we've been drinking. I, also true. Also yeah. very valid. Um, yeah, I think yeah, that's it. That's it for the listener letters today. Uh, opinionswhileblack at gmail dot com. That's how you get in touch with us. That's how you ask us all the the hard hitting shit. Um, well, when we're drunk, it's all hard hitting. Mm. Um, time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Shut up. We have we have some runners up. Okay. Uh, runner up, we didn't mention him last week. Chet Hanks. The original out the the original albino rasclot. Oh man. <laughs> Chet Hanks is a wild motherfucker. Oh. This motherfucker really in twenty twenty one, during as the Derek Chauvin trial is going on. Uh and no, we haven't talked a lot about the Derek Chauvin trial because it's depressing. It's also not the George Floyd trial, y'all. It's not. Stop saying that. It's not. I we know what you mean, but but optics are a thing. Um, there was the one guy, though. There was the one guy who was on trial. And they were they were the one that was, I guess, trying to defuse the situation. Yeah. And they were they were asking the, the black dude who they were asking to like. So it says here that um, you called the cop a tough guy. Yeah, I called him that. Looks like you called him a few other names too. Uh, yeah. You called him uh, called him Macho. Want me to say it right here? Uh, sure. I mean, if that's what you heard, yeah. Uh, further down the list, it uh, looks like you call him a bum 13 times. That's what you heard, little, yeah. I, oh, I called him a little bitch, too. Did you get that? Wait, it, wait. further down the list, uh, looks like you called him a... Uh, hmm. Looks like you called him a bitch-ass nigga. Is that what you heard? Is that what you heard? If that's what you heard, then yeah. I said that yeah, shit. I, uh, sh- if you sitting there watching a dude with a knee on the nigga's neck, yeah. Yeah, I said that shit. I'll say it again. Yeah. yeah. Is, is he here? Can I? Is that him right there? Yeah. Yes. That, that, was, that yes. was the best outtake from Martin I've ever seen. Yes, I called him a bitch ass nigga. That you just you just that just felt like an outtake from an episode of Martin. And all they needed to follow it up was with What does G T T mean? <laughs> That was a classic. That was a classic moment. Yeah, he got the drugs. <laughs> All for that fucking parking ticket. Um, but so <laughs> it's just amazing that Chet Hanks, in the era, just in the era of Black Lives Matter, in the era of fucking um, it, while the Derek Chauvin trial is going on, that he fixed his bum ass mouth. To say that it was going to be a white a white boy summer. I understand what he means by that. I get what he means too. He, he said that some of these that he feels like musically some of these white boys are nice, and they're going to take over for the summer. Guess what? Mm. Read the room. Read the room. The Derek Chauvin trial is going on. 
We're trying to get vaccinated. We don't give a fuck about Jack Harlow. People are trying to stop Asian hate, and you're making it about white boy summer. Now, granted, there are some things that he's trying to do to correct. Um, um, white boy behavior, so to speak. It's it's hard. It's hard. He beat a girl ass in Sugarland. They say he beat a girl ass in Sugarland. Can't yeah. you can't come back from that? That's that's true. You can't man. say it's gonna be a you can't you can't smack the shit out of a chick and say it's gonna be a white boy summer, especially not in Sugarland. I, I did see another video of his head bleeding though, when she hit him with something. I mean, you know, I mean, she again. We my, do not have a problem with women de- with women defending themselves. My 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 only question was, what did you do, sir? <laughs> look, look, you got he got fucked up. I will say this. As much shit as I talk, if you ever see me with a bleeding forehead and and my wife allegedly did it, I can guarantee you I did something to contribute to that. One hundred percent. It might be wrong for her to clock me with a pan in the head, but I guarantee something led to that. I was gonna that say, I could have prevented. I was gonna say I have never, I, you know, and I don't, I don't, and. I don't say I try to say very little about people's spouses, even though there's even though you know there's never anything I could ever say about your wife. But I've always said to myself that there's there, I would never envision there being a scenario between the two of you. There's so much respect between the two of y'all. I could never imagine her hauling off and hitting you i feel like i i've talked to her enough she's from to where north, i feel she's, like she's from the north side i'm just saying Ooh. she's from the north oh. side acres homes oh shit. so don't you know that's I, where my people from yeah i don't i don't want you to get too invested in that thought well what i mean is that <laughs> she's is that she strikes me as so learned that her words could hit harder than her hands ever could She's one. She seems like one of. Those, she seems like one of those. One of those partners that, that just has to give you that look. Really, I've, I've been hit. Really, by that's the, what we're doing. I've been caught with the words and the hands before. Ah, gotcha. And I can tell you that. Uh, we'll, we'll, <laughs> you don't we'll, want either we'll, one. We'll leave it there. You know. <laughs> I just. Uh, but Chet Hanks. Yeah, and, Chet uh, Hanks got to get the. He got to shut the fuck up. White boy summer man. Uh, yeah, that, that you, this, this ain't the time for it. If ever there was a, if ever there was a, just a lack of. I think sometimes I, I feel like the inability to read the room is a generational curse this for is, white people. This is usually the time when we would say that he needs a Jamal. The the unfortunate side is the other half of his personality is also his own Jamal. <laughs> he thinks he's his own Jamal. Yes. <laughs> He's his own. He's his own worst enemy. That's fine. Um, uh, the other runner-up is Lil Uzi. They gotta hold this. They gotta hold this joint L. Lil Uzi and Young Miami. Look, y'all. I don't know what the fuck y'all are arguing about on social media. I don't know what the fuck y'all were arguing about on live. None of us kind of understand what the fuck y'all were talking about. It just sounds like because you know he fucks with uh he fucks uh JT from City Girls. Sure. It sounds like. Your girl, it sounds like your girlfriend's best friend and you don't get along. We don't need to hear none of that shit. We don't need to hear it. Because if you're not going to explain what the situation is about, 
I hate that. I hate that the young people go go on go on live now and don't explain the situation. They just argue about it amongst themselves. Like we supposed to give a fuck? I, I I don't I don't I don't understand the whole thing of arguing online. And it looked like it went straight to live. Like you know how much you can just just if if you're gonna be passive aggressive about about screaming at somebody. Boom, hit them in the text, hit them in the DM. Why do you have to do that shit in front of other people? Like, to me, that's the equivalent of me chilling in my living room watching Attack on Titan and y'all coming in the room with all that shit. Like, y'all, I ain't got shit to do with y'all. Go outside. Go, go Yeah, go outside with that shit, man. Don't come in here with that. that we don't give a fuck about is, your arguments. This is how Ray J, this is this was the whole rise and fall of Ray J's marriage. <clears throat> Let's, just to let, let, just to put it in context of why this is no good, this is the entire rise and fall of Ray J's marriage. By the way, now now they've called off the divorce again. Shocking. <laughs> so you know another season of Love and Hip Hop Hollywood must be coming up. Imagine imagine living in the public eye so much that you have to depend on the public eye. For your own livelihood, and you can't make decisions based on personal happiness, that, but on but on your marketability. That is the Mona Scott Young bubble. Mm. That's the bubble. That's the bubble I keep talking about. And when the bubble, and during COVID, when the bubble, when when the bubble was broken, people actually started having to make real real life decisions that don't involve the general public. You know, if Ray J was really about that cheese right now. He'd be calling Kim Kardashian back for the sequel. Full circle. (laughs) Full circle. Oh, speaking of Kim, did you hear that supposedly um, Kanye called Kim a white supremacist and that was when the the shit was over? three person who should shut the fuck up <laughs> the number three person is john gray pastor john gray pastor john gray now we missed out on this while we were getting all our jokes off about Derek jackson um all the cheaters that Derek that Derek jackson talked about <laughs> came home to roost no no D- john gray you and Charlemagne gotta y'all gotta shut the fuck up Honestly, it doesn't even matter what you said. It doesn't matter. No, you you don't get to dance in the revelry with us. The right acting niggas. No, you don't. You don't get to uh, find any solace in this. Didn't he buy his wife a whole Lamborghini as hush money? I think he's bought her multiple cars at this point. Yeah, I mean, because the punishment got to fit the crime. I did it. And then Charlemagne, Charlemagne had to come clean. Charlemagne was one of them cheat niggas that he had to he had to go to therapy to make sure his marriage was gonna be all right. You know they do they you know they do that shit to get the mental health bullshit off. Uh, yeah, I, I, I I'll put Charlemagne on number three too because y'all got y'all both got to shut the fuck up. Y'all don't get to get the jokes off. Yeah, I mean they they just glad that people ain't talking about them right now. Oh, actually, uh, I won't name. I'm I'm not naming names in this. This is a this is kind of an insider thing. Um, 
apparently Charlemagne's late night talk show is still is still in is or is back in um development and I know a person who's just offered uh who's offered a writer's position and they turned it down cuz they refused cuz they refused to work with Charlemagne and they are not the only one mm. Mm. I mean I I I'm not saying that they're women, but they're women. I'm pretty sure they are. <laughs> he He's going to have, uh, let's just say, I think he's going to have an interesting experience with this whole thing. Um, that ass- shit ain't going to last Assuming long. that it goes anywhere. That, that that late night talk show shit, his shit is going to be like, you know how you, you know how when you're the black person on SNL, you have to get you a sitcom at some point? Yeah. It's going to last about that long. I think it's going to do Tracy Morgan's show numbers. Yikes. That Keenan show. Have we heard any reviews about the Keenan show? I've seen two episodes. We'll see. I, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. It might go the way of the Gerard Carmichael show. I don't understand why. I don't understand, understand why Don Johnson is on that show. But Don Johnson? He's, uh, yeah. He plays Keenan's father-in-law his deceased wife's father okay <laughs> who, who lives what who lives with him and his his two kids and his brother played by i have mixed feelings about don johnson's little like second wind in hollywood and how he seems to be getting the bag uh being nigga adjacent i mean he's always done that Miami Vice. Yeah, true. I mean, Don Johnson made quite a bit of bags. I think the only time he didn't really he didn't really make a bag being nigga adjacent was Nash Bridges. Oh, nobody watched that shit. Nobody watches that shit, but uh, my God, rest in peace, Dad. Uh, my dad, my dad will watch Nash Bridges. I think my mom watched Nash Bridges. That's about it. Um, but yeah, all that to turn around, to go back around and say, John Gray got to shut the fuck up. Y'all don't get to have fun with us. Y'all don't get to have fun with us, the right acting niggas, uh, because y'all feel vindicated. Y'all still fuck them girls. Y'all still fuck them girls. That don't take, that, that don't take shit away from what happened to you. Just because just the R&B version of Draymond Green got his jokes off about y'all. I'm just saying. He look he looks like what would happen if Draymond Green was ever able to close his mouth. Damn. Uh the number two person who should shut the fuck up is Britney Spears' dad. Let me try to walk through this logic with me about Britney Spears' father. Okay. Imagine that your daughter has just taken you to court. To earn financial freedom, a grown woman to earn financial freedom to spend her own money that she has worked damn hard for mm-hmm. all her life mm-hmm. and to not have you in charge of her grown woman life. Mm. She wins the court case against you. Word. And here comes bum ass you. Asking for $3 million of the money she worked hard to free herself to be able to spend for herself to give you 
three million dollars hmm. to pay for the lawyers and the legal fees it took to fight you in court for the right to spend your money. Uh, something doesn't add up. What the fuck? Sounds about white. It sounds like Britney Spears has now, it probably has enough money at this point and can afford to hire someone to slap the shit out of you. I'm sure Columbus Short is available. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got shit else to do right now. I mean, are we, are we suggesting that Britney Spears has, like, slapped the shit out of a white man level pussy? I'm suggesting more along the lines that Columbus Short don't have shit else going on right now. <laughs> yeah, Britney Spears' dad got to get the fuck out of here. I, look, you you just got to go get you a job. He ain't, you he, can put down your resume at Golden Corral. Sh- uh, previous occupation, spent Britney Spears' money. Yes. Don't hire I'm, I, I'm sure of it. I could spend your money too. They, look, the standards are so low at Golden Corral. I, they have hired people. They have hired people for doing much less. I'm <laughs> sure someone has put level eighty dungeon master on their fucking resume, and Golden Corral hired them. I'm pretty sure somebody has just turned in a blank application before <laughs> with just a, with just their first name on it, Ralph. Oh man! All right, Ralph. Uh... Be right there next to Ruben Stutter. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Is he still alive? I think so. Okay. Probably. Yes, yes. Ruben Stein is... No, we we got in trouble about the Earth, Wind, and Fire thing. I... (laughs) Ruben Stutter is very likely still alive until further notice. You know what? (laughs) We have... Oh, yeah, that's right. Because he had a little comeback song because he had to get from underneath his brother... Stealing all his money. <clears throat> That's what happened. His brother was managing him. His brother stole a bunch of his money. Okay, he's still alive. Yes, he is still alive. Okay. How old is Ruben Studdard? 42. Shit. No shit. Yep. Okay. All right. Shout out to Ruben Studdard. I'm getting all my facts from Wikipedia, by the way. All of them. <laughs> I have to throw my sources in there. <laughs> Much like most of you niggas in school. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Uh yeah, Britney Spears' dad got to shut the fuck up. And the number one, and the number one person, this is our, uh, this is another joint L. Uh, Kevin Durant, and Michael Rappaport have to collectively shut the fuck up. Shut what happened up. between Kevin Durant and Michael Rappaport? Michael Rappaport and Kevin Durant had a falling out over text, over some interview that may or may not have happened. Um, there was an exchange in which Kevin Durant made a lot of insults that could be considered as homophobic um, that are just, honestly, are just things that we know Kevin Durant to kind of be better than, uh, even though he does talk his shit. Uh, He called Michael Rappaport a pale, pasty, cum-guzzling bitch. See, see, you just, you can't say that shit anymore. Not in public. Um, uh, he also called him a pale cocksucker. All you do is cocksuck other men for attention. He called him a fucking pale cocksucker. See, the dogs know you can't say that shit. Um, suck a dick. 
Oh Jesus! Can't wait to tell you all this in person. Oh well, no, I can't. I can't. I I, can, I gotta stand by that one because I tell people to suck a dick all the time. Well, I cannot disagree with the sentiments presented there. Uh, Mr. Durant needs to realize that anything that you put in writing anywhere is going to be screen capped, especially by a bitch motherfucker like Michael, Michael Rappaport, Rappaport, who is the fifth horseman of the apocalypse, herpes. <laughs> oh shit! Here's the thing. Michael Rappaport, what makes Michael Rappaport such a bitch in this situation is that the motherfucker had the nerve to, he, it's one thing, now, I have screen capped some conversations that I wanted to look back on and go, that's fucked up. Mm -hmm. I have screen capped some exchanges that happened on somebody's uh, social media page of me. What I did not do was delete all my responses. Right. And just keep their responses there. Because in the original one, it it looks like he deleted all of his responses and just kept all of Kevin Durant's. That is what makes you a bitch. The fact that the fact that you go to and and the fact that Michael Rappaport has a long has a long history of being a fucking tattletale. Because the first thing he does, like he'll talk that shit, and as soon as you clap back at him, he starts running behind the lawyer shit. I'm gonna lawyer up. It puts it on social media, all this bullshit. Yeah, man. Look, if you if you talk if you if you're gonna talk up the L's somebody else's take somebody else takes, you have to admit to your own. I've I've screen capped a lot of fucked up conversations between myself and other people, but you can see all the shit I said. I don't I don't hide behind shit. Yeah. The problem is, the optics of this look bad because Michael Rappaport is a visitor. And, and not even that. Michael Rappaport has lost such credibility that we can't even call him a visitor. He's a party crasher. Somebody on, somebody on social media asked me if he was considered a cookout white. The answer is no. No. He wants to be a cookout white. I would consider Tim Wise to be a cookout white. Yeah. I don't believe in the cookout anymore. I'd let Chet Hanks roll up. Chet Hanks could be considered a cookout white. Before Michael Rappaport. Michael Rappaport is a vulture. Michael Rappaport is a fucking parasite. He looks like an actual buzzard. It's, he 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 looks like a parasite. Yeah. Um. And I just it, it's 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 so bitch ass for him to have for him to have told this shit because honestly it's it's kind of like the Donald Sterling thing and this is why Kevin Durant's being fine because I don't want to let Kevin Durant off the hook. You can't say those things anymore. You can't say those things publicly. Now, some of you are saying, but Oz, he didn't say them publicly. He sent them in private text messages. It's like the Donald Sterling thing. No matter no matter whether, the, it's always going to be impact over intent. Yep. No matter what you meant to say privately, it's now public. And you now have to stand on it. And... The, and the little apology he gave was kind of ain't shit. Also, my bad. No, I'm sorry, y'all had to see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you, you owe us a little more than that. One, because I've always let, I've always thought of Kevin Durant and people like him, him, Chris Paul, a couple other people, to be a part of the generation of more media savvy athletes. Oh no. You ever saw that Kevin Durant? Uh, I think it was a Showtime special he did. No, nah. a little mini documentary. Uh. Uh-uh. Oh, he was he 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 was sitting there talking just like you and I are talking right now. Oh shit! Uh, Kevin Durant is 
Are you serious? For better or for worse, Kevin Durant is who he is. Sure. Kevin Durant, though, just needs to realize, like you just said, he needs to realize when the cameras are on. And for him, the cameras are always on. Always. Every time. Especially when you're talking to someone who, for better or for worse, has a media presence. 100. And has a reported history of being a bitch about pretty much everything. You just got to you just got to be more careful, man. The you know, there are things that there are things that I even discuss with very close friends that I won't put in writing. Yeah. Not because I don't trust them, but because they just should not be put in writing. You never you just you just never know what can happen to bring that shit to light. And, and don't get me wrong, nobody wants their group chat to come to live. No. Nobody. But even then, you have to know your audience. You have to know the people you fuck with. Mm-hmm. I don't fuck with anybody as bitch ass as Michael Rappaport. Right. And you know, I, somebody somebody said somebody quoted some shit I said to him in a DM uh, yesterday. Uh, shout out to my home. Shout out to the homie Courtney. I hope you're feeling better. Um, I, but I, you know, I, I just I trust them to go. I'm going to put this on my story. Is that okay? Yes. They asked me. It's always going to be okay with me, but yeah. Um, Kevin Durant got to hold this L. But most of all, don't get us wrong. Michael Rappaport is really holding the bigger L. Yes. Because this just proves even further why he has no credibility in, in, in the arena for people of color anymore. I, as a matter of fact, I always the way I think of his relationship with black people... Is I think of his role in Higher Learning, where he played, where he played a a mild mannered white guy who had one who had one or two bad bad interactions with a black person, and turned into a white supremacist on a dime. I call that typecasting. So Kevin Durant, yeah, you got to eat that L, and that fifty and that fifty thousand you got to pay is a speeding ticket, basically. It's a that's a that's barely that's barely a dent for you in the long run. Pay that, give a grown man apology, and shut the fuck up. Shut up! But Michael Rappaport, go the fuck away forever. Shut up! To tell Michael Rappaport to shut the fuck up is a vast under sentencing for you. Shut him. up! Mm-hmm. Go the fuck away shut forever. Up! Forever. Shut up! Finish melting in the sun. Shut he does. He looks like that. He looks like that Pokemon. It just looks like a melted blob. <laughs> looks like what? He looks like Ditto. That's uh, what it is. It's called Ditto. Wow. But he just looks like a melted thing, man. He just finished melting. I always say, you find like you used to say all the time that babies when they're first born look like they haven't finished cooking. Mm. Michael Rappaport looks like that. Like he just never finished cooking and they just let that ride. Damn. Finish cooking or don't finish cooking. Melt and wither in the sun. Go the fuck away. Go away forever. Go you, Vlad, Ebro. (laughs) Go the fuck away. Leave us alone. We're trying to advance as a culture and you all are lifelong impediments to that. Fuck you. Go away. Honestly. 
There's nothing left to say to you, around you. There's, you represent nothing in our culture. Nothing. There's, no, there's no cultural value in any of the things that y'all say or do or contribute to the culture. Nothing. At all. Go away. Maybe white people will have you. Go hook up with Ben Shapiro. Be the contrary person on their on their network. Yeah. See, they'll see they'll never do that. They'll never do that. We always have to take the Joe Scarboroughs and the Michael Steels and pay them to be the contrary people in the in the sea of reasonable human beings. They'll never do that. When they go over to that side, they always convert. Yeah. Dennis Miller went over there and turned into a fucking lunatic. Wow. D.O. Hughley went over there. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with him, actually. I don't, I don't have anything. I've, I've never cared for D.O. Hughley. I, yeah, yeah. He was always kind of the least funny king of comedy to me. <laughs> um, and that's and that's rough considering Cedric the Entertainer is a king of comedy. Um, D. Randall, have we done a podcast? Oh, have we? We have definitely done a podcast. Oh, have we? Guys, thank you so much. Um... I'm sure you can see from social media. I'm sure you can see from various things. We're trying. We're evolving. Um, And it's only the beginning of our evolution. Um, And and we really couldn't have gotten this far evolving without the engagement and the interaction we get from you guys. Um, Y'all are really kind of our barometer. uh, What we're doing right, what we're not doing right. Y'all interact with us. Um, the listeners on Randall's side definitely talk to him about everything. I do. I do love the fact that I can always tell when my friends are listening to the podcast because <laughs> they they will message me throughout, um, either laughing about some shit or correcting me. This is true. Well. This is true. I love that. I, I, my well, see, and my friends will just hit me about some shit, and because I don't remember anything I say on this podcast. Yeah. Um. They'll just hit me like we were just having a conversation just five minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. And 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 one of my friends uh, was telling me that you know it, the the podcast is kind of a cheat code because it feels like to them like if I haven't d- spoken directly to them in a few days, sometimes the lines get blurred because after listening to this podcast, and for some of them it takes two or three days to listen to it because <laughs> we're on for two fucking hours. <laughs> uh, Sometimes they feel like they've already had the conversation with us when they're like, no, we were listening Correct. to the podcast. Right. By the way, somebody did uh, somebody did validate what you said about Andy Cohen, uh, Andy Cohen last week. Um, oh. And how, how much of a messy bitch he is. Andy Cohen is a setup artist, bro. All yeah. day. Andy yes. Cohen be setting them up for the worst shit. Yeah. Um, we well, one of these days I'm going to get some supplementary content of just about the... <laughs> fucking reality tv i watch i mean maybe you need to do a spinoff of that just uh oh you know, shit just a little a little 30 minute weekly wrap up on oh shit you got you know you got your you got your, your equipment over there you got the joints i do i and there's an audience for I'm it i'm just saying um yeah we'll see we'll see what happens reality yeah. reality while black up oh, <laughs> hey you heard it here hey. first hey uh trademarking that immediately i might misconstrue the title <laughs> but yeah uh, but yeah, yeah. Well, hey, we as we they said uh, you heard Biden heard immunity by mm-hmm. June. I don't believe it. Uh oh. But if it happens, he said that. I think he did. Okay. 
It was either him or Fauci. I, I, think, I believe him. I, I, if it was Fauci, I believe it. If I, it was Biden, I believe that Fauci told him that. I think they're just like, you know what, y'all? Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> y'all gonna be out there in June regardless. Y'all be out there anyway. We so, might as well just call it herd immunity. School, I'm telling y'all, because once school is out, it's a wrap. Y'all, did, you, did you see what uh, Meg said? Um, no. You know, you know, this week she's been hella booed up with Partisan Fontaine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, letting y'all know what time it is. She tweeted... It's going to be a hot girl summer, and he's going to come and pick me up after. She's going to be pregnant. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. Like, the, the, the trend, right? The trend, especially coming out of this pandemic, is it, it, it's people just people are just going to, it's just going to happen. Like, it, it starts with all the IG thotties, like the Britney Renners and. Yeah, you know people like that, yeah. and then people like Cassie are pregnant. You know they say, you know they say, uh, uh, Lonzo is fucking with uh, Tiana Trump. Lonzo Ball. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> porn stars need love too. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, you kind of fucked you up, right? I'm just, I'm just saying. Um, and Meg, then, and, Meg, and, Meg is going to be pregnant this year. I have, I have comments about how I I don't blame anybody for Raw Dog and Megan, but <laughs> that's just going to have to be on another. <laughs> hey, y'all need to y'all need to be responsible. Y'all need to wrap that shit up. Um, please keep masking up. Please, yeah. please don't just don't. Don't get vaccinated and just throw caution to the wind, please. It's happening. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I, I, like I said, you can tell because all the because all the fights, all the fight videos are coming back. Yeah, 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 yeah. And don't nobody in the video have a mask? Nobody. It, nah, it's, it's. I'm telling you, it, like they basically just said June is just like we know June. We don't give a fuck anymore because y'all school, don't give a fuck. We don't give a fuck. School's gonna be out. Y'all gonna be everywhere. It's yeah, gonna be man. warm. People are gonna travel. They've already started easing the travel restrictions. So. You know, it's it's a wrap, y'all. June yeah. or bust. Fair enough. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we we either, either we got this shit wrapped up by June or fuck it. Yep, that's what it is. <laughs> turn in but, all your work. Just turn in your work. But having said all that, please use discernment. Make good choices. Please don't throw caution to the wind. Some of y'all are already doing it. Don't get vaccinated and just think it's a it's a free for all. That's not how it works. Uh, I was gonna read all the CDC rules at some point on this podcast. It's not worth it. I, yeah. it, it y'all are gonna do what y'all are gonna do. Um, <laughs> church announcements, D. Randall. Nah, I'm good. Everybody's well, in church today except me. In that case, hopefully you have had a wonderful Easter, uh, a wonderful Easter weekend. If you're having like a three or four day weekend or whatever, hopefully you're enjoying us to that and you're making the most of it. Um, we will be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. As we, we are pretty much undoing all the goodwill that's supposed to be done on Easter right now. <laughs> <laughs> if you really think about it. Until then, this has been episode 132, 132 of Opinions Wild Black. We are hurtling towards 150. Shit. Act right, y'all. Get vaccinated so we can hit herd immunity and turn up uh, like we're supposed to. They're going to turn up regardless. For the anniversary. They might just be there without us. <laughs> right? Waiting on you niggas. Whether we ready or not. It's just going to be a bunch of motherfuckers in opinions while black shirts waiting yeah, on us. At Turkey Leg Hut. Oh, we definitely ain't coming <laughs> in. Um, 
Uh, this has been episode 132 of Opinions While Black. I have been Oz. I am D. Randall for now. And as always, forever imparting titties. Pussy ass when a lawyer up. <laughs>